This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. and sad neck with hair, Michael Cohen. (laughs) Cohen, who is Trump's lawyer, was in court today with his lawyer. Pro tip for the president, when your lawyer needs a lawyer, you need a lawyer. Yeah, I'll bet uh, the super rich and powerful, lots of them have lawyers with lawyers. Wow. His life gets more complicated the higher you go up. Oh, dang it. He can spend a hell of a lot of money. I've heard people who just had to give testimony for Congress spending 50, 60 grand on lawyers. And they weren't even the target of something. They just had to testify. So, not sure why you have to lawyer up, but they say you do. The EPIA guy in charge of the EPA that's uh, under fire for a variety of things. Scott Pruitt. Um, and there are things that I hate. I mean, he was obviously getting a sweetheart deal on a place to stay from a lobbyist right yeah from a group that have an interest in things going a certain direction he, he was staying at this place for 50 dollars a night yep 
Ain't nobody staying someplace nice in Washington, D.C. for $50 a night. I like the dude. I like his policies. Well, I did. Um, and I pointed out that uh, Obama's EPA chief spent a hell of a lot of money traveling in the rest of it. Lots and lots. But this guy like is clearly either. over the line. I don't like that either. I mean, and, and the one doesn't excuse the other. No. No. And if you catch it now and didn't catch it then, well, then punish now. Yeah. I if just... you want the moral high ground, you have to, you know. Do the right thing when you have it. He's fine flying first class when not everybody in his position does fly first class. He said he did it to avoid uh, detection or something or, like that. Or attention. Attention, yeah, yeah. To avoid attention. And as others have pointed out, when you sit in first class, you get the most attention. Because we all get on the plane and walk past you and wonder, who are you? Why do you have so much money? I wonder what he does. I wonder You're what like you 23 does. years old. How do you have first class money? <laughs> if you want to avoid detection, sit in the back. Nobody notices us in the back of the plane. Yeah, sit in the back row, right by the toilet, but not on the aisle, because, you know, as you're killing time, you might lean over, waiting for the toilet. What are you reading? It looks like a Clancy novel. (laughs) (laughs) But the one thing he did that he's being uh, beaten up for is he he built a $43,000 soundproof phone booth Hmm. that people are referring to as a cone of silence. Yes. $43,000 Soundproof phone booth. Our, our radio studios are soundproof-ish. Right? Ish. Yeah. Not perfect. Yeah. They're sound dampening. My youngest, who's really bothered by noises, asked the other day, he said, if you can make a make your house soundproof. Ooh. I said, you could. It'd be really expensive. I said, we could make your room more soundproof, maybe. He wanted, he wanted me to take the window out of his room to make it quieter. Wow. But uh, wow. I'll have to talk to this Pruitt dude about getting a soundproof booth. Sit in there in perfect silence. Get some really heavy blackout shades. That would help. I'm not sure the taxpayer needs to pay for that. Uh, is the guy just paranoid? I mean, the mainstream media never reports that the environmental far left despises the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that what he's done is justified at all, because it seems excessive to me. But they don't throw that in, that he is uh, the object of... of, of uh, well, great venom from the radical environmental left. So he may have some security concerns. I'm not sure they're addressed by flying first class and building soundproof booths. Anyway, it's tax day. Wanted to hit you with some more of the tax statistics. This one's always interesting, especially for your small government types. That close to half the country doesn't pay income tax. Um, I know a lot of you quibble with that and the payroll tax and all that sort of stuff. But mm, that's not income tax, though. Well, well uh, yeah, mm, eh. it kind of is. <clears throat> so your company paying tax on your income, which affects your income. But sure. l- if we're going to get that deep into every aspect of the tax code, it's going to take us a while to talk about it. But that used to be like in the 60s, that number was like 4% of people that didn't pay any income tax. And it's grown slowly over the years. And now we're at about half. Right. At what point do you think that would be a good number for those of you who think the rich are not paying their fair share? That's what I always ask with this sort of stuff. So I'm looking at this chart. I am more than happy to debate that point anytime. I know. I know. Anytime. What would be the what should the number be? Well, and, and for the fair share for the so-called rich, which I'm looking at this chart for people who make over a hundred thousand dollars a year <laughs> in America. Anybody who makes more than $100,000 a year, and that adds up to only about 16% of all tax returns. Hmm. Okay, so your top 16%. People who make over $100,000 a year pay almost 70% of, no, no, I'm sorry, almost 80% of all the taxes. Wow. Keeping in mind that that's, you know, 100K a year is rich in Coon Holler, Indiana. 
and scraping by in Mountain View. Even without that, is it a good idea to structure society where 15% of people pay 80% of the taxes? Absolutely not. In terms of the decisions that are being made by the government, how our money is spent. Every bipartisan tax commission in the great uh, state of Cal Unicornia or uh, the United States has recommended broadening the tax base. It makes it more stable for one thing, and the other thing is it makes citizens concerned about their government. It's That is a universally arrived at opinion by bipartisan reasonable uh, tax commissions, but it's never implemented because it, it makes the politics of, of, I would call it graft or big spending or deficit spending, it makes that harder. Because more people care. We're on the air in a lot of expensive places where there's a lot of households making six figures, and a lot of you probably don't feel like you're rich. So let's go up the ladder a little ways. What do you consider rich? How about people who make over $500,000 a year? That's some good money. That's, that's. I don't know if universally uh, people would believe that that's rich, but that's pretty damn good. What would a rapper uh, say about that, Positive Sean? Uh, you're making uh, half a mil. Uh, your your cheddar up or something. What's it's it? starting it's, to stack your chips. Yes, nice. I like that. That's what I was looking for. Less than one percent of the population makes more than half a million dollars a year. Well, they're stacking or, their chips, Jack. File of tax filers. So because that, that's yeah, they might so, even throw like a like stacking chips like Pringles or something. You know? Oh throw, yeah, throw like a you're practically Kendrick Lamar. It's point nine percent of the population that pays. Damn near 40% of the taxes in this country. Hmm. Not even 1% of people pay almost 40% of the taxes. Now, if that is, if you're in the, the rich need to pay their fair share, what would the fair share be for that 1%? The one percenters, literally the one percenters. Just enough to where I don't have to pay. <laughs> they're paying, huh? they're paying. There's honesty, folks. The one percenters are paying 40% of all the taxes. If you think that's not enough, what should the number be? Well, I, in, uh, you know, the inevitable argument comes you guys are making good money. See, naturally, you know, shut up. That's not a good argument. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad argument. When I was a little, <laughs> when I was a little kid and the progressive tax code was explained to me, I thought that is completely unfair. Because I said, that's, I remember this discussion with my teacher. I said, well, that's what a percentage is. If everybody t- pays 10%, then if you're poor, you pay a very little bit. And if you make a lot of money, you pay that exact multiple more. Sure, the guy making a million dollars pays $100,000. Right, the making, right. The guy making $40,000 a year is paying $4,000. So that's exactly proportionate to how much money you make. And as a kid, I thought, that's fair. Not this, you know, the more you make, the more multiple it ought to be. You know what I mean? The higher percentage it ought to be. You know, obviously society doesn't, or a large amount of society doesn't agree with me as a kid or now. But still, the idea that 1% pay, well, it, to me, the question is, is 1% paying, what did you say it was, 40% of the taxes? Yeah. That is fair if that 1% is making 40% of the income. I have no, I, it just, I think it should be the same percentage. I'm a flat tax guy. Always have been. And it has, and I thought it when I was poor, I think it now. It has to do with good governance. Well, yeah, so even if you get away with what's from what's fair or what's not, and it's interesting, I got these numbers from Pew, and the point of their article was our progressive tax code is not near progressive enough. Oh so they looked at these numbers and saw it, it saw it as sad or a tragedy that 1% are only paying 40% of all the taxes. Wow. And again, I would ask, what do you think it ought to be? Should it be half? 
Should it be more than half? We don't want one percent of people paying more than half the taxes. The problem with that is you have no control over the way the government spends money. The government can waste money either on unnecessary wars, on programs that stink, whatever. And you got one percent of people have very little chance of changing that. Does that make any sense to people? Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, it's funny. I can't find that. And the half that aren't paying any taxes, they don't care. So you're not going to get, you're not going to be able to argue with them about how we need to change our spending in Washington, D.C. Why should they care? Right. Well, and and that is absolutely the model in California. I remember specifically the tax commission saying you have to broaden the tax rate. The system is way too unstable and it's narrowing the tax. It's just, it's a terrible idea. And Jerry Brown and company did exactly the opposite. Um, yeah, God dang it. I cannot find that information. It's all about what, how much income puts you in the top 1%, 5%, 10%. Um, Those who have been blessed the most, who have disproportionately extracted by whatever skill more and more from the national wealth, they're going to have to share more of that. That was one of the most horrifying things ever said by a politician. Um... Who are the 1% by income and net worth? No, it's the individual figure. Oh, we just have we should we should decide this. We should figure this out. We well, should we should have conversations about it. But we we never even have these conversations. For some reason. Uh we can't we can't get that far down the road to even discuss. Oh. I'm sorry, go ahead. To even discuss what these numbers ought to be. According to the figures from 2015. Uh, the top 1% have 20% of the total adjusted gross income. They get 20% of the income. They pay 38% of the taxes. The bottom 50% get 13% of the income and pay 3% of the taxes. You know, if you want to give poor folks a, a, a pass, I mean really poor folks... So they don't pay any income tax. We can talk about that if you want. But what should the numbers be? If you if you don't think the rich are paying their fair share currently, what right should to the you. numbers be? Uh, so we'll move on away from that. You can't get anybody to care. If, if people cared, they'd uh, they'd vote differently, and different things would happen. So what are you going to do? Maybe you want to know this. We got a we got a woman who's going to testify in her own murder trial. I think this is the first time this has ever happened. Wow! In U.S. history, wow! A woman will testify in her own murder trial. Well, she'd know. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Horrible, horrible story, so I'm not going to get into the details, but this woman who was... um, Allegedly killed by uh, her her boyfriend. Um, took her a long time to die, and uh, the, she explained what happened on a videotape. Oh, boy. And they're going to play the tape in the courtroom, so you're going to have a dead person testifying in their own murder trial. Yikes. A victim of a murder testifying in their own murder trial, in which she explains how he did it to her from her hospital bed. Wow. Yeah, it's That's a, dark. Oh, it's an awful story, but it's pretty interesting. You think about it. That'd be pretty compelling testimony. I mean, you know, you don't get to cross examine her. No. 
Well, I'm certainly glad I'm not supposed to follow that incredibly dark note with something entertaining. Um, I'm not done. I can go on with other stuff. Oh, no. Oh, no. You've done enough. <laughs> I got plenty <laughs> no, of No, that's wild. Things. Where is that case? Is that uh, domestic or somewhere else? Or somewhere? It's in oh, the United States. Speaking of uh, somewhere else, <laughs> this is great. I'm, I haven't nailed down. I believe this to be true. The Iranian women's soccer team has eight full-grown men on it. <laughs> they're claiming they're transgender and awaiting sex changes. Awesome. They're, they're probably pretty good then. According to the Daily this Telegraph is, in Britain. This is the test case we've all been waiting for just to see. I don't care. Just to see how sports handles it. Doesn't matter to me. They have a uh, whistleblower who is an official described as close to the Iranian league. Eight players have been playing with Iran's female team without completing sex change operations. Players on the Iranian women's team are mandated to wear long sleeve jerseys, pants, and hijabs. The names of those who were reportedly tested as biological male have not been disclosed, though we're pretty sure you can make a decently accurate guess by glancing at the mugs in the team photo. <laughs> um, and they're a, they're a hairy people, so uh, yeah, that wouldn't be easy to hide. Listen to this, though. Shockingly, in Iran, sex changes are not only legal by fatwa, they are rampant. In fact, Iran takes only a backseat to Thailand when it comes to the number of sex change operations. This is mostly due to religious codes against homosexuality. Oh, Gay people are often pressured into transitioning to avoid penalty of death if they were to act on their homosexuality. God, that sucks. you got to get the surgery and everything like that. Yeah. Wow. Iran, one of the handful of countries where homosexual acts are punishable by death, according to a 2014 report. Huh. Scientists have accidentally created a mutant enzyme that breaks down plastic. And they think this breakthrough could solve the global plastic pollution crisis. It's some enzyme that just breaks it down to biodegradable stuff. Wow. You can put it on, you know, mounds of plastic bottles and whatnot and take care of that situation, which the world has been worrying about for a long time. And, and well, they should. It's funny. I'll throw oh, yeah. a plastic bottle sometimes and think, let's see, me times 300 million people in America are doing this today. And I'm just amazing how, how many we pr- accumulate in a week. Yeah. Milk jugs, water bottles, containers of various things. It's just, it's insane. Unfortunately, the enzyme that eats away plastic uh, releases another enzyme that eats through the Earth's core. We'll find out. Or it gives you brain cancer. Or right, you. yeah. But we shall see. I'll tell you what. There's a lot of world keeps spinning things. You know, human nature doesn't change people, blah, blah, blah. A lot of issues like that as you look at humanity. There are also limited resource issues. You know, people used to make all sorts of noise about fossil fuels, but I'm not really worried about that one. There, You know, there are plenty to ease the transition to other things, I think. But the idea of landfill space and where to put all the poo, I mean, you had... <laughs> Oh, well, speaking poo of poo, is biodegradable. Speaking of poo, I got to tell you about my dog. It's even like fertilizer. Yeah, right? exactly. I've had, there's been more poo talk around my house than since we were changing diapers. So, Baxi boy has been uh, his appetite's not right, and he's his poops are loose, and he's he's got more flatulence than the Goodyear blimp. I mean, the gas output's been spectacular. What? No bad Hard dogs, far, only bad owners. So anyway, we we finally take him to the vet. Well, not finally, we got back to town. We took him to the vet, the vet, and um. And you know how it is at the vet. They say we could do this test and that test. This will be X. We could do an MRI. It only costs five thousand dollars. Well, they said we could do an X-ray for it was I don't know a couple hundred or hundred fifty something like that. Um, How many people at veterinarians' offices are trained to look at you and figure out what you're willing to afford? You got to dress down going to the vet's office. 
But anyway. You got to say, uh, fill out the forms. I'm sorry, my hands are so shaky. I, I can't afford food this week. So the, <laughs> got to go with that. So the vet lady. Because they're looking at your car and your watch and figuring out. Dang it. How far are they willing to go? But so anyway, the vet lady, she's groping on B- poor Baxi. And uh, she says, you know. His colon is really tense as she's so prodding him from under. Well, I gotta say, let me prod it yours and see how tense it is, huh? But uh, she said, you know, my colon's tight as a drum. So Rat-a-tat-tat. she she ends up saying, we probably ought to do an X-ray. So I say, yeah, go ahead, do the X-ray, and we do the X-ray. Turns out the boy has been eating something out of the yard, mm. and his 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 gut looks like one of those gravel pits where you go to get to a landscaping oh. bark or something. He's been eating something. I think I figured out what it was. I got to check his poo though. We're gonna have to check his poo. We brought in a poo sample. She actually went up his hiney and said, you know, it, it appeared to be like a little piece of wood or something. It's not wood. It's it's walnut shells, crushed shells that we use for landscaping. I think. I just huh. I think he's been so intent on hunting lizards he like gobbles that up as he tries to bite them or something. But anyway, so we got him on uh, various drugs and 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 foods and bland diets and the rest of it and But so they, you wanted to be a dog owner. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? I finally figured out. I was trying to explain to Jack the other day why I got a dog. And um it occurred to me when Judy had Baxter up the hill at the walled compound in the woods and I would come home to an empty house. And it was, it was so much easier, but there was so much less joy. And that's what I figured out with my kids being gone. My life was really easy, but it wasn't joyful. And I thought, you know, it's, and it has to do with serving something and, and working and the rest of it. But I just I realized uh, there's more joy. It's a pain in the ass, but anyway, that's why I have a dog. I'll bring you a couple of goats. What's coming up your news, Marshall? <laughs> well, Stormy on The View with her big reveal, and it's tax day. And guess what? The IRS payment sites are down. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Stormy's revealed all her orifices already. So what's the big reveal mean? Oh, boy, her drawing. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Why Israel and Iran are about to go to war? Hopefully not, but Tom Friedman in the New York Times says, buckle your seatbelts for this one. Um, and how far has technology gotten in terms of making fake videos in which you appear to be something saying something you never said? We've got the latest example at our website. It looks like Barack Obama is saying some crazy S. It's not really him. And... Um, the technology today is so much better than it was when I looked at it a month ago. Wait two years. It'll boggle the mind and, and, and torture the conscience. Right now in Silicon Valley, there's somebody working as hard as they can to perfect that technology. And in 10 years, they'll be doing interviews about how they regret it. They regret the suicides caused by yeah. the fake videos of people saying and doing horrific things and the rest of it. It'll be like the various former Facebook people making the rounds. Well, I remember when we looked at the video like last year, and it was okay. That's obviously phony, but wow, that could be something. Yeah. And then, like a couple of months ago, when it was, it's getting pretty close. And today, it's like really close. Yeah. I don't think it's going to take two years. Check it out, ArmstrongandGetty.com under hot links. ArmstrongandGetty.com. It's a pun, don't you know? Uh, the sausage. Anyway, back I'd, to you. I'd like one right now. Yeah, me too. Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, Stormy Daniels, the porn actress alleging a sexual affair with President Trump, is on The View this morning and released a composite sketch of the man she says 
threatened her in a Las Vegas parking lot to stay quiet about the relationship. Because when somebody threatens you and your children, that's where you go. You go on a cable news show. I'd say next to the FBI, The View is the best choice. You sure? She says she was threatened to keep quiet about her tryst with Trump by an unidentified man in a Vegas parking lot in 2011. Daniels, whose legal name is Stephanie Clifford, said she didn't report the alleged threat at the time because she was scared. Her attorney says they're offering $100,000 for information leading to the man's identification. I'm looking at the sketch, and it appears she was threatened by John Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. (laughs) Or somebody like that. That does look like Bon Jovi. The internet is uh, making a comparison. Oh, it was Tom Brady that did it. Oh, clearly that's Tom Brady. There you go. I was just about to make a funny living on a prayer joke, but uh, anyway. And And how many years ago did this happen, and they're just getting around now? To giving law enforcement a sketch? 2011, she said she was yeah. very scared. That's why she kept quiet. She's I, not a good sketcher. It took a while. I'm not trying to be super cynical because she and Trump had sex. I believe her. But if someone threatens the life of your kids, you don't get around. Of course, she says she didn't go to law enforcement because she, she was afraid. That's what she says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if you, but okay. then when you finally do decide to go in law enforcement, you do it on The View. Okay, now you now you really lost me. Try to way. Just, justify that one. <laughs> that Avenatti guy, her lawyer, is such a P.T. Barnum type. Hilarious. She's at the courthouse yesterday. This zoo that everybody covered in Manhattan at the courthouse. Story Daniels will be there at the same time as Michael Cohen. Why? Why will she be there? It was, I mentioned this very early in the show, the fifth coverage of it I saw. The fifth show that covered that finally said she doesn't actually have a reason to be there. She's not testifying. She has no role in the hearing. I would just show up around him all the time. Maybe he just reflexively (laughs) hands out $130,000 checks to women. Right. So do you think someone threatened her? Is she making that up? I think it's entirely fictional. Completely fictional. Cooked up by Avenatti. Not the sex part. Oh, no, 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 no. The, 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 The threat thing. Okay. If you uh, want to check out the sketch of the guy who supposedly threatened Stormy, all you got to do is go to armstrongandgetty.com, click on hot links at the top of the page. Or go to Google Images and look for John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Why, the question was, since Donald Trump's lawyers are holding a $20 million lawsuit over your head, why did you come on The View? Because I'm tired of being threatened mm-hmm. and intimidating me and trying to say that you'll ruin my life and take my... You know, all my money and my house and whatever. It, it, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. I'm done being bullied. Done. And, and do you think that you'll ever have to pay this twenty million, Michael? Never in a million years. Not no. if I have anything to do about it. <laughs> I'd have to get twenty million first. <laughs> I would like to hear somebody explain. Perhaps uh, Miss Clifford herself. So you took six figures to not talk about sex you had with a billionaire. Why are you talking now? Because you want more money. What's that all about? God, there's, there's just nobody because to root for in this drama. she wants the truth to come out. Oh, bull He's ass. denying. I almost said it, and I should have. He's denying they had sex, which is another way of calling her a liar. Oh, I see. Yep, that's hurtful. Sacramento police releasing 54 new video and audio clips related to the fatal shooting of an unarmed black man in March. The video release includes dashboard and body camera footage from responding officers after the shooting of Stephon Clark. And the clips show... At least one responding officer being told to mute his mic. Two others performing CPR on uh, Clark. The new footage was released to comply with a Sacramento City mandate that all video and audio from an officer-involved shooting be released no more than 30 days after the shooting. What's the chief's name again? I can't remember his name. On? 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, who we had on the Armstrong yeah. and Getty show. We asked him about the muting of the body cam, and uh, he said that's a good question. And they've come out with a policy: do not mute that thing ever. Right. So, yeah, I think that's the, a good idea because in the name you, of transparency, unquestionably, yeah. Oh, sure. If you if you give a reason when you can mute it, that'll be abused. Right. No, I had to mute it because of that one reason. Mm-hmm. Anytime anything bad happens. Yeah, you got to trust legal to go through it. And if somebody discloses something private or, you know, n- that shouldn't get to the public or whatever, the, the, the city attorney will deal with that. Right. It's like well, the taint team. Yeah. Going through what's uh, important and what's not. Well, just in time, my friends, for tax day, the IRS website to make payments is down. The IRS didn't have an immediate explanation for the Uh-oh. failure, but it said on its website that its online payment system became unavailable around midnight West Coast time. But if you don't pay, you'll be fined anyway. Yep. Russians? Russians just sowing discord? Acting commissioner testifying during a House oversight hearing today that a number of systems are down at the moment and they're working to resolve the issue. Hmm. On tax debt. And the rich get richer. What? Um, I think, uh, I think your Russian theory is a good one. Yeah. Or the no-cos. What about them? Or a 400-pound guy in his bed. You don't know. Historic day for the winners of the 2018 Boston Marathon. Olympian, 34-year-old Desiree Linden, beat the field, rain and cold, and all the other elements to become the first U.S. woman to win in Boston in 33 years. Seriously, why are we now beating the Kenyans in a couple of races that we hadn't won in decades? Uh, I believe that the, the, the wrinkle in this one is that there was... A, I believe it was a Kenya. I don't know. There was somebody ahead of her that dropped out like Obama. in the last couple of miles. I don't know if it was injury or what. It wasn't Obama's a Kenyan. I get it, Hank. No, but she got hurt. But the, nonetheless, you'd think there'd be two, three more Kenyans right behind right. her. Right. That was always the case. Maybe we're just now uh, catching up to them. Yeah. Like the like the rest of the world caught us up to us in basketball. Yeah. Right. That we dominated forever. Right. Plus, God's on our side because we're America. Right. Um. So this he little wouldn't... gal, this was her second marathon. Is that right? Uh. The, no. That second place winner was the 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 person who finished in oh, second right. was the second place. Right. Oh, this see. lady was a former Olympian. Like right. she is very Uh-oh. much. Big no, marathoner. I see. Yeah, she's the known commodity. And she said she battled all the way. I feel like I was bargaining with myself quite a bit out there, but when you take a 26.2 mile race and you think about what you have left instead of where you're at, you can do those things to your mind. So it's just a shift in mindset. Let's focus on right now, this mile, this moment. And as I kept progressing and moving ahead, I was like, well, there's, there's no reason I got to get back anyhow. This mile, this moment. Isn't that a Disney song or something? <laughs> and it will be soon. And I feel compelled to, to remind people yeah. of this, that these people are flying oh, running yeah. for, for 26 miles. And that if you, like most people can't keep up that rate for a quarter mile, let oh, alone right. for as long oh, as yeah, they yeah. do. Well, I'd like to see that chick run that with my body. Huh? <laughs> How fast would she be? I, when I used to oh, yeah, long-distance run, when I used to long-distance run, and I'm, I'm sure this is true, I was doing something harder than they were. Right. Right? It, was, it wasn't that hard for them. Throw a 50-pound sack of cement <laughs> on your shoulders, sweetheart, and you'll know how it is. <laughs> there you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I can't even... Com- Sorry, Squawky. I can't even comprehend how much I used to run. Oof. The fact that <laughs> you couldn't keep up with them for a 440 or a 400-meter... As opposed to 26 miles. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. Flat out sprint. Yeah. Her, They'd leave you behind at their marathon pace. I believe her finishing time was like two hours, 40 minutes, something like that. That's it's almost 13 miles an hour you're running for wow. almost three hours. Stop it. That math can't do it. Redo the math. Show your work. They're cheating somehow. 
clearly. She hopped on a bus somewhere. So the particulars of why Tom Friedman of the New York Times has studied, been studying this his whole life thinks Iran and Israel are close to going to war, and that's going to be a big, big, big deal. It's not making much, the news much because of our obsession with Trump, Stormy Daniels, all that sort of stuff. A couple of big things have happened that just didn't get any attention. We're you're not li- a serious people. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Mark Haney here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'll hit you with this quickly because we've got to get back to the Stormy Daniels sketch that she revealed on The View. I can't believe this is all even happening. I'm flicking, flipping through all my contacts, Jack, looking at all the pictures in my phone to make sure I don't know this man. <laughs> Tom Brady or John Bon Jovi? Or Bruce Jenner. Police say they haven't seen this man in years. Uh, the Real Next War in Syria by Tom Friedman in the New York Times. Uh, that was what somebody criticized me on the text line yesterday where I called Tom Friedman an expert, and somebody said, I've listened to you for years. Sometimes you say good things, Jack, but that's the stupidest thing you've ever said. <laughs> but uh, Tom Friedman is an expert on the Middle East. I, Tom Friedman annoys the heck out of me on everything but the Middle East. I yeah. think his writing on that is great. Anyway, um, so we... this. So did, I'm with Jack. It, Worst thing I've ever said, too. <laughs> It did make the news a while back that the Israelis shot down a uh, Iranian drone. But um, so let's back up a little bit. Why did they shoot down this drone? This drone, Israel determined, um, was the trajectory and type of drone that it had was. They say it was loaded with explosives and headed to Israel as a uh, to be an attack. Hmm. That's what the Israelis say. Okay. The Iranians had sent a load uh, an armed drone to Israel and they were going to launch some bombs. Israel shot it down, which we heard. We didn't hear this because the news broke the day that Trump was tweeting about something, so it didn't get any coverage. The Israelis killed seven Iranian Quds Force members, including the colonel who leads the drone unit. This is the first time ever the Israelis have directly killed Iranians or vice versa. Wow. First time that's ever happened. They well, ki- and the pro- Hezbollah is killed. Oh, yeah, the, you know, proxies, the proxies, all yeah. kinds of people have died over right. decades. But this is the first time directly the military of Israel has killed the military of Iran. And not just anybody, but the Quds Force is a big deal, mm-hmm. and this colonel was a big deal. And Iran has vowed um, to take revenge. In the past, they've played down indirect casualties, the proxy stuff you've talked about. Usually both sides don't make a big deal out of it. Iran has made a really big deal out of this. And said they're going to uh, strike back. And so Tom Friedman says, unless Suleyami Mani, the guy in charge of the Quds Force, backs down, you're about to see in Syria an unstoppable force, that's Iran's Quds Force, meet an immovable object, that's Israel, fasten your seatbelt. Oh my God. So he thinks this is way far the bigger deal that's going on in in that part of the world. I hope it doesn't happen, but it's not hard to imagine. That they finally get it on. How does Iran back down from having seven of their Quds first members blown up by Israel? You know, I'd love to have two, three minutes to think about it. And I'm trying to think of Iran's national interest and and how they might play this. Because, I mean, there's a chance they get their nose and mouth bloodied if they seriously go after Israel. And that's not a good look. At the same time. Well, as Friedman mentions, if it, if it, if it, 
amounts to anything, we back Israel, Russia right. backs Iran, and then you got that going on. Right, right, right. And I don't think that serves Iran either. On the other hand, the Quds Force is kind of independent. Nobody knows who runs Iran nope. in the Revolutionary Guard, and the Quds Force have a lot of independent power. So, yeah, dang. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I will fasten my seatbelt. Thought we'd bring you that. So, Stormy Daniels went on The View today to release the sketch of the person that threatened her life. Um, this will not be treated as ridiculous as it is, ridiculously as it is. I was trying to picture it if it were the other way around. If it were a, uh, you know, uh, a presidential candidate releasing his medical records on Dr. Oz. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If it were that, that's perfect. That's a pretty good example. It's ridiculous, and yet you haven't heard that. But if you had a conservative going on on the, whatever that is, Leg show meets McNeil Air. What is that thing on Fox? Uh, outnumbered? Yeah, if you had a conservative going on there to try to bring down a, 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 a liberal president, they'd laugh at it. Well, hell, the view isn't even political, really. Anyway, yeah, it's pretty it's ridiculous. clearly uh, Tom Brady 2011 who threatened the poor woman. <laughs> hey, yo, son. This is Final Thoughts with A&G. It helps us with our street cred. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. We have that uh, sketch posted at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to see it. Uh, Keep your a, eye out for the real killer. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Marshall Phillips, your final thoughts? I just think this is very ironic. Tax day and the IRS uh, computer uh, payment site is down. Nobody knows why, and they're working on the problem. That's me. That, that cracks me up. <laughs> it's uh, too much. It's almost too much, yeah. Marshall. Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, on YouTube, a great viral video. It's an angry farmer. He calls Dish Network's pay-per-view call center requesting a movie that doesn't exist. Hilarious, but not safe for the kids. Good video. Hey, uh, positive Sean, final thought? Yeah, I don't know if if my career leapfrogged this stage or if I never ascended to the point where I would have got it anyways, but I'm just glad that I've never had to do any sort of evening post office reporting on the oh, day of the oh, tax right. day. I've right. done that. I've yeah. done that. I've done the handing out donuts and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. Mm. I somehow missed that it's part. It's quite a party at the post office come late at night. It's a party. Yep. Jack, your final thought? Speaking of the taxes, let's all remember how incredibly un-American it is that the government demands we give them a portion of our salary, then makes it so complicated you can't figure it out on your own, and if you make a mistake, you get fined or go to jail. There's no way this should be part of our system. I'm going to pile on and point out that my son, who's 23 years old and works for an hourly wage, uh, he spent hours... Hours bathed in frustration, anger, and sadness trying to figure out how much money the government gets from him or he should get back or the rest of it. He's a kid. He works at a department store. Come on, America. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work So many people to thank. So many people trying to hunt down Tom Brady. 2011 Tom Brady. (laughs) Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Our links are there. Everything we talked about, you can drop us an email. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. You're our eyes and our ears. So The View, which hasn't and the aired... beneath our wings. The View hasn't aired on the West Coast. They're billing it as Stormy Daniels' first live interview. So, yeah. All right. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. We apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you. 
and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Weird how I use the guy who pays off mistresses to get me out of that parking ticket. <laughs> it's funny, right? Hello? 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 Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.